Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Last week, Paul instructed wives, and as promised, this week it is the husband's turn to be taught. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 25 says, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Please listen carefully, you husbands, as Pastor Harris instructs us in today's slice of this week's message entitled, Spirit-Led Husbands. Well, the portion of God's Word before us right now is in the book of Ephesians chapter 5, where we continue through the whole book, but we're in a, a section within the book now. There's a series of six paragraphs that all teach us how to live in relationships with other people in certain settings and in different roles. There is a keynote or a theme for this whole section of chapter 5, verse 22, through chapter 6, verse 9. It is Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21. At the end of that sentence that begins with the two-pronged command, do not be drunk with wine, that's a waste, but be filled with the Spirit. The last evidence of the filling that's listed in that sentence is being subject to one another in the fear of Christ. Everything said in the rest of this section is an elaboration on that theme of submitting to one another in the body of Christ. Submitting to one another is arguably the most visible result of allowing the Holy Spirit to control your life. Under the control of the Holy Spirit, you're going to be a blessing to the people around you. Now, for wives, that means voluntary submission to husbands. We studied that last week in verses 22 through uh, 24. For husbands, submission to the needs of a wife takes a different expression. It means being a leader in love. For a husband to meet his wife's needs is summed up in one simple command, our first verse for today, chapter 5, verse 25. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her. Now, that's a simple command. It's not always easy to fulfill. Uh, as a matter of fact, as I thought about how to flesh that out, and I studied over this passage when I first preached on it many years ago, and I've repeated that study many times, I pour over it and over it, and I come to the conclusion, this is really a one-point passage. The one point here is love your wife. But to help us grasp that point... We can see here, as Paul elaborates a little bit, three aspects of spirit-led leadership in loving for a husband to give to his wife. The one point is, love your wife. How? Well, sacrificial love, verse 25, sanctifying love, verses 26 through 28, and then nurturing love, 
verse 28 through verse 33. So let's see how God phrased these instructions to husbands for how to fulfill the role of being a godly husband. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave Himself up for her. The word that's translated loved there is that familiar Greek word agapao. You may know the noun form agape. It's spelled just like agape, but you put a different emphasis on it. It means doing what is best for the well-being of someone else. Agape love is action far more than it is feelings. When someone says, I don't love my wife, or I don't love my husband, we know what they mean. I, I, I don't have the whiz-bang feelings right now. As a matter of fact, I have some pretty negative feelings. But what is really being said by, I don't love my spouse is, I won't love my spouse. Because biblical love is action based upon commitment. It's not primarily feelings. Oh, feelings are involved. I, I gather, I, I understand that. But the feelings are going to be much more healthy when you do the right actions. So, with the Holy Spirit in you, Holy Spirit poured out in our hearts for the love of the brethren, you can love anyone if you will, and you're commanded to do it. Now, as I say, there are feelings involved in every relationship, and there is not always perfect congruence between um, having affectionate feelings or physical attraction or even a desire to be with someone and actually showing love to that person. The fleeting nature of positive feelings is why marriage is not based on feelings. It's based on commitment. It's based on a covenant. Uh, feelings ebb and flow, and they are a terrible basis for a relationship. But commitment, that's what sees you through hard times and through the times when the feelings are not what you wish they were. That's why the commitments of marriage are described here attached to the teaching about being filled with, being under the control of the Holy Spirit. It's a matter of what you are committed to. I've shared in a couple different contexts, so pardon me if you've heard this already, but um, Marcia's sister and her husband were out to dinner for one of their recent anniversaries. It was like 47 or 48 or something like that. And the uh, server knew that it was a special occasion, said a happy anniversary. Um, how long have you been married? And they said something like 48 years, you know, almost triple the lifespan of the young lady that was asking. And she said, wow, how did you do that? Well, our brother-in-law is pretty quick, and he just said, we said, I do, so we did. <laughs> End of Ephesians, let's close in prayer. <laughs> it's a matter of what you are committed to in fulfilling God's design within a relationship. Now, the same pattern is given to the husbands that is given to the wives. Not the same role in the relationship, but the same pattern of obedience. Husbands are to love as Christ loves. Wives are to submit as the church does to Christ and Christ does to the Father. In both cases, in both roles, 
in both parts of the relationship, doing the right thing toward a spouse is part of the demonstration of your worship and your obedience to Christ. Like spirit-led wives submit as part of their worshipful obedience to Christ, husbands love wives as Christ loved the church. Guys, your wife deserves to be as confident of your love as she is of Christ's love for her. Now you take that and you think about it for a minute and you say, where's the ripcord? I can't live up to that. No, not, not perfectly you can't. But she needs to know that that's your commitment. She ought to be able to say, my husband loves me so thoroughly and he looks out for my interests so consistently. It's a joy to partner with him. It's a joy to adapt myself to him. Now, how can you ever get your wife to that point? Well, it's right there, loving her as Christ loves the church. Well, how do I do that? Well, keep reading. And gave himself up for her. Gave himself up is the translation of an interesting word that means to, to give over, to, to, to hand over, uh, to deliver over, to commit. He is so committed to me how could I ever want anything else? And it's another of those words that's worded in a form that grammatically says two things. One is, this is a voluntary act. I choose to live this way. The other part of the grammar is, this is an ongoing practice. It's not just something that you do. You know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll do this every Sunday night at 8 p.m., and that, uh, that ought to get her through the week until next week when I'll do it again. No, you're called to be so intent upon pleasing your God by meeting the needs of your wife that you'll set aside your own interests if it's in her best interest. There are a lot of books about marriage, Christian and otherwise, that put most of the responsibility on wives to make it work. I would say that in the Scriptures, it's the husband He's the one who is responsible for setting the tone. He establishes the the spiritual climate. He is the example of how to love. He's the, the leader. In many ways, a wife can only be as successful as a wife or a mother as her husband allows her to by his leadership. And of course, there's a there's a flip side. If a wife is unwilling to devote herself to her role, her husband can't fulfill his. You need both of them. God designed this whole thing for submission to be what it should be in practice. That that, that necessitates spiritual leadership. And if your wife doesn't have a spirit-controlled leader, then the best she can do is submit to what she thinks is right in God's eyes and hope that it won't cause a problem. And when men talk about what kind of authority they have in their homes, you can say, well, I heard, my, I heard my pastor say there's always two roles. There's authority and submission. She has to submit, so I'm the one in authority here. No, I'll tell you exactly what authority you have in your home. You have the authority to love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.